Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm the Woman Inspired. This is Karen. I am your hostess. I'd like to say with the mostest, but today I'm dragging a little. <laughs> Just being open and transparent here. But it's okay. I still hope you'll hang with me, even if my voice starts to sound a little. I'm not down not depressed. Don't want you to think that. I'm just tired. Is anybody else out there tired? Are you, oh man, I've just had a week, but I'm still here. And I felt moved by God to share with you today the truth about the truth. Um, But before we get into that, the truth is uh, that I would like you to join me over on accessmore.com at some point, probably after, no, definitely after you listen to this podcast episode, because over on accessmore.com, you will hear, find, relate to, enjoy all kinds of amazing podcasts. So if you like this podcast, I hope you'll hop on over there and check those out too, because you're going to find some things that have to do with education, theology, you're going to find sermons, music, entertainment, you name it. And there's some really awesome people out there like Bob Goff, Lisa Harper, Torn Wells, and so many others that I think you will enjoy. I know I do. So if you don't mind, hop on out there because they, that helps, uh, that really helps, uh, sponsor this podcast. And I greatly appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate it. And I'm sure accessmore.com will as well. All right. So now on with today's episode of the woman inspired podcast, Uh, Which, by the way, if you're wanting to know more about this podcast or my other podcast, Inspired Whispers, you can hop out to womaninspired.com and check that out there. All of the information's out there, including info on how to schedule me for your next event. Okay? All right. So, today's podcast episode, again, is the truth about the truth. First and foremost, let me share some pod quotes with you. John 8 31, 32, straight from the Bible, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You know, you hear a lot of people quote that the truth will set you free, but they leave out some of the most important parts. In other words, the truth, that's the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. Jesus said that the truth will set you free not anyone else. They're just quoting him. They just usually don't accredit credit him with that quote. All right. So here is another one that is a favorite of mine. This is Soren Kierkegaard. There are two ways to be fooled. One is to believe what isn't true. The other is to refuse to believe what is true. Yikes. Serious, huh? All right. And here's one that's unknown. I don't know who, I don't know who said this, but I'm going to say it right now. The truth is still the truth, even if no one believes it. A lie is still a lie, even if everyone believes it. Think, 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 think. Okay, so I was in a restaurant one time, and our server came to the table to let us know that something that one of us ordered was going to take a bit longer to cook because the head cook was out sick. So our entire table's food would be a bit longer getting to the table because other staff had to help pitch in. So we waited and then we waited some more. After far too long, we, we kind of finally flagged her down and asked her when we would be able to get our food because it had really seriously been a while. And she said, oh, our stove is having some issues. So we had to switch up and cook everything on the grill tonight. So you're going to be in for a treat. 
but it shouldn't be much longer. Well, it had already been <laughs> longer than expected. So then I saw her go to the table next to us. But as she did, I got up to go use the restroom. I would have just walked out, honestly, at that point, because it really had been a long time. Uh, but thankfully, we had met some friends at the restaurant and we were all just enjoying each other's company. We did have appetizers. We were visiting. So all was good. We were fine. We weren't devastated at that point. But I went ahead and got up and went to the ladies room. So when I did, <laughs> I heard our server say to the people at the table next to us, we're so sorry for the delay on your order. Our head cook broke his foot and he's moving really slowly tonight. Of course, the couple was was very sympathetic and said, oh, no, it's no problem. And then on my way back from the restroom, I walked past another table a little further away where there was a different server. And he was saying to his customers, oh, we're sorry for the wait, folks. We have an issue with our grill in the back. So we've had to change up how we we cook things and what certain order we cook them. So we're having to use the stove instead of the grill. But it won't be much longer. Um... And I'm thinking, say that again? I just stopped and looked. I stared. I was like, am I really hearing this? He said the exact opposite of what we had been told already by our server. He didn't say anything about a broken foot, though, either. So, But when I got back to the table and, and I started to just share this bit of information with everyone else at the table, the manager came along and she was going from table to table. And she was apologizing for the delay in getting food to the tables. And I thought, oh, okay, that's good. But when she got to our table, she said, oh, we so hate to keep you all waiting, but our head cook had a death in the family and is off today. So our assistant cook is doing his job as well. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, the, all of these, um, let me just say, the head cook was having a really record-breaking, horrible, horrible, bad day, right? I couldn't help but think, okay, oh my gosh, Ding, ding, ding. I get it. It was the cook. Mr. Head Cook did it in the kitchen with the stovepipe and the grill. Mystery solved. I think I won the game. And, and all the time I'm thinking, these people need to get a clue. Okay, it was, it was more than apparent that whatever the real issue was, the entire staff was queued up and, and told to rehearse and, and ready to lie at a moment's notice. At a moment's notice. It bothered me so much that after about another 10 minutes, probably, I'd say, uh, we discussed it at our table and we got the manager to come over and told her we were leaving. We did end up having a nice dinner that night, so no worries. We went to eat tacos at a fast food restaurant <laughs> instead. It was much quicker. It was still delicious. But I always think of that story when I think about the truth because you can't think about truth without knowing at the very core of who you are that the world is also filled with lies. And people who love to tell them, by the way. Now, I've sadly learned the hard way, maybe you have too, that this world is filled with people who like to lie. Big lies, little lies, supposed little white lies, fish stories, exaggerations, um, fibs, misinformation, whoppers, whatever you want to call it, whatever adverb, adjective, in any scenario, in any grammatical order you want, they're all the same thing. They're lies. Or an even greater, better, more precise word for them, untruths. Yeah, we all have this tendency to lie at times. I get that. I think most people might do it when they feel scared or insecure or maybe when they want attention or, or something along those lines. Or if they don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings, still wrong. But a lot of people do it. Uh, more so, I think, when we're younger. Because as we get older, as we grow and we learn, we know more deeply, more deeply, more internally 
what right from wrong is and why it's so important. And that should prompt us to embrace truth even more. Not everybody does. But we all need to face the reality that untruths are wrong, bad, not good. No, no, don't do them. They're destructive. Even a supposed little white lie can become destructive. So having been what some people might call naive, especially when I was younger, really for many years of my life, okay? I'm confessing there. And I was hurt over and over again by other people's lies. It made me desire truth all the more. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. Even if you're truthful about everything, it does not mean you're perfect, okay? Um, so I'm just telling you, putting that right out there for everybody to know. No one is perfect except Jesus. So, But I do have that, um, I think, to be thankful for because in the pain and in the seeing maybe what a, a lie I had said when I was younger hurt somebody else, even though the whole intention was not to hurt somebody, how lies are not good. They always come back on you. Um, and, and how other people's lies have hurt me, um, then I have learned. So if, if only that purpose that it was ingrained in me even greater when I endured all of these other people's lives and what it did to me, if only for that fact that it, set inside me even deeper the the knowledge and the desire for truth then I have to be thankful for it I believe that's the way I have to look at it I can't sit in the hurt it served a purpose okay so but because of my experiences I went through a phase wanting to know more about what the truth is I mean after all We've heard around us for over a decade now um, that we're supposed to to listen, to 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 pay attention to and respect someone else's truth. What in the world does that mean? How can you have a truth and I have a truth? Um, social media have a truth. Satan have a truth. God have a truth. And yet none of them match up with each other. That means they're not all true then what in the world is the truth about the truth? So what I found out is that there is truth, just plain truth, not my truth, not your truth, her truth, his truth, but one truth. I actually think one of the biggest lies and manipulations evil has set in motion in the last decade or two is convincing people that there are multiple truths about one thing rather than just the truth. Now, you do have your own experiences. You have your own feelings about the truth. Okay? You have your own memories. You have your own opinions. But that doesn't change the truth, which usually typically lies somewhere um, outside of our own brains because we're human and fallible, right? But some people, it's not about fallible. It's about them wanting to lie. It's about them feeling some desire or need or being drawn to evil. Okay, so think about it this way. What if you and I both witnessed a truck pull out of the grocery store and sideswipe an SUV and take off? Now, I told the police that the truck was a silver GMC extended cab, but you told the police that you saw a gold GMC standard cab hit the SUV and drive off. Society today would have us somehow believe that we are both correct. What if you stood on your um, truth, because that's the way you saw it. And there was no, no way of reasoning that you might be wrong. 
And I stood on my truth because I knew full well my version is the truth instead of going to hmm, a more accurate, greater source so we can both be educated and stop being ignorant about it. Because in all reality, we are not perfect. Again, we're not. I know, hard to believe. <laughs> but we just aren't. And all the while, we proclaim, oh, this is my truth. This is my truth. We could have gone on to see the video footage from the store security system showing that it was actually a brown extended cab Toyota pickup truck that hit the SUV and took off. But today's culture, yeah, today's culture would take that scenario and have us believe that we are still both correct. Your truth was correct because that's how you perceived it in the moment. And even though the vehicle was brown, you felt like it must have been gold. So if that's the way you feel about it, then it's okay to believe that. But that, my friends, is a lie. Just because we feel something is a certain way doesn't make it so. Okay, our job as children of God is to take every bit of info, whatever we think and feel, whatever we are shown, whatever we're asked to listen to and, and whatever we, we do listen to, whatever we have a desire to read, whatever we study, we experience, we share and make sure that we put it through the filter of discernment that we've been blessed with so that we can know if it's true or not. It must be able to match up with God's word too, by the way. Yeah, it would be great if we could trust every single source of information and every person's perspective on life, on events, their opinions, and, and so-called information that they give us, but we can't. We are all human. We're fallible. Some are suspicious. We all hurt. We all desire love and desire attention. And, and even if we trust a person or a source, they're still susceptible to making human mistakes. Right? Sometimes we follow someone who has great intentions and whom we think can do no wrong, but that's a lie too, because great intentions do not always equate to consistent truth. Well, if I made knowing the truth and speaking the truth and living the truth seem impossible just now, I'm sorry, because I apologize. That's not what I intend to, to, to say. And, and I know it is not impossible. In fact, we are called to be pursuers of truth and people who share truth. And God's not going to ask us to do something that he doesn't equip us to do. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Okay. We, we have to sometimes wade through the crap to get to the roses. Right. So I want to encourage you. First Thessalonians five says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now, all of that may seem difficult, but it states right here that this is God's will for us. Don't stifle the Holy Spirit. Allow him to give you information and discernment. Don't scoff at prophecy, but test did you hear that? Test everything that is said and hold on to good. Test it. Research it. Ask questions. Don't believe blindly. There is so much untruth being thrown out in this world today by everyday people in everyday situations, like in the restaurant I told you about, but also on a very grand scale. So, and we also get lies thrown at us personally too, right? So in John 8, 31 through 32, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. 
So in researching just what the truth is, I realized that Jesus's words, they really weren't said lightly. Truth absolutely does set you free. Case in point, when you tell a lie or you believe a lie, you are in bondage to that lie. It weighs you down. It holds you in place. It keeps you from being free to move on without paying homage to that lie or having to lie some more to keep the lie up that you told or believing a lie that hurts you. We tend to hold on to it without researching whether or not it was true or not. So I know people who live their lives that way so much that they now have no idea what is the truth and what is a lie because they've lied so much that they believe their own lies. And sadly, our world is more and more the same way as some of those people, but at large in mass. So what is truth? It is an absolute. It is not flexible. In other words, if the truth is that you are a human being, then you're a human being. That's not changing. You can't, that I know of, change yourself into a fluffy panda bear. That won't happen. Now you can dress up like a fluffy panda bear. You can wear a cute costume and sit in a bamboo tree for a month, but it won't change you into a real panda bear. No, it, it really won't, no matter how much you want it to. Now, there are truths that can change, but only if the truth at the core actually changes. What do I mean by that? Let me give you an example. The truth is, Jesus died. He did. And yet, he's alive. Because he rose from the dead, both things are true. So there is no lie there. It's different circumstances, different timing. Okay? But to the outer world, it looks like the truth changes because we say Jesus died. Well, no, yeah, but he's alive. Get my point? Okay. So truth is defined as a body of real things, facts, or events. It's also defined as a transcendent spiritual or fundamental reality. And I think that's what it comes down to, right? Reality. Reality versus fake. Just have a peek around technology and you will see a large array of fake everything. They're lies. These are all lies. This, this fakery... <laughs> our lies. Even going into a grocery store, we're surrounded by small things that we have accepted as lies that we should, we, we would consider them in, in society, little white lies. But if you pick up a carton of generic strawberry ice cream, it says strawberry on it, but it's not. You have to be diligent. You have to discern. You have to research. You have to open your eyes and read in the tiny, tiny print where it says strawberry flavored. And that law only came about, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 20 years ago, right? Before that, they were legally allowed to just full out lie, not just deceive slightly, right? Isn't that, well, it's deception, but we put it in tiny, 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 tiny print. It sounds like something Satan would say, right? Um, because it's not real. It's fake. There are actually no strawberries in the ice cream. That's a lie, right? And did you know that the word truth appears? 235 times in the Bible. It's that significant. So this is no small matter. You know, a few weeks ago, I talked about the armor of God and the helmet of salvation. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. But the reason I'm talking about what truth is in our fallen world is because part of the armor of God also includes the belt of truth. Now, it's not the high heels, the high tops, the stretchy pants or sunglasses of truth. 
None of that is listed in the armor of God, in case you were wondering, and you're thinking, what in the world does a belt have to do with truth? Well, let me read this passage to you from Ephesians. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. This is why. Okay, so you can take a stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Okay. That's what it talks about in Ephesians about the armor of God, but this belt of truth, we're told to use it in a certain way, right? It says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. How can the truth be something you buckle around your waist? Is it even possible? I mean, why do you think God equated truth with a belt? Well, let's think about the design of a belt. It's wrapped around the middle of our body, sometimes a bit higher or lower, depending on your style and your body shape, but pretty much it hits right at the core of our body. Truth also hits us there too. A belt is something that is worn closest to us. The truth is something that we should also hold close to us and keep at the core or the center of who we are. Okay. And it's fitting that the belt of truth is listed as the first piece of the armor in the armor of God, because Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, and no one goes to the father, but through him. So therefore truth is the highest on the list of importance in the life of a Christian. It should be. Think about it. Without truth, the rest of the armor would be of no use to us whatsoever because we would not be able to see the truth in what the rest of the armor does for us. We wouldn't know the truth that we actually need armor if we didn't have truth. We wouldn't be able to hold on to truth or see our discernment to identify falsehoods uh, that, that get thrown at us every single day, by the way. Or we wouldn't be able to discern how or when God is calling us to move or to stay or to go or take a leap or be still. Because without truth, we wouldn't be able to learn or embrace the rest of the gospel or understand the hope for which we live. Because without truth, we wouldn't be able to accept or process or pay attention to prophecy or to revelation or to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Without having the truth wrapped around the core of our being, we wouldn't be able to discern good from evil. And in fact, it says in the Bible that in the last days, they will call what is good evil and what is evil good. Those people being those who do not know what the truth is and they don't wear it. They don't armor up with it. They will be duped. They will be attacked, manipulated, deceived, and destroyed in the name of good. In the name of something that calls itself good, when in all actuality it is evil. So let's think about it even a little more logically if you want. Okay, If you're in need of armor, then you're in a battle. 
or you're getting ready to be. So God knew we would be under attack for belonging to him, by the way. So he graciously equipped us for this battle between truth and lies. So when you dissect the belt that belongs with a suit of armor, you need to know that the belt isn't just there holding up a warrior's pants, okay? <laughs> no, it also has a place on it to hold one of the most important pieces of the armor there is, the sword of the spirit. The belt on a warrior also holds small tools like food and, and other things to help sustain a warrior in battle. But most importantly, it helps gird the person wearing it. What do I mean by that? The word gird means to prepare oneself for action or to make something secure, such as securing the sword to the body of a warrior. God obviously knew that we would need to be girded, secure, secured in knowing the truth. The truth that he gave us the sword of the spirit and the whole armor to help us in our battles. You know, as we make our way on this journey, we need that. He knew that little lies, big lies, people's lies, Satan lies uh, would try to attack us coming and going. But he knew what we were heading for. And praise God, he gave us spiritual armor. So just like last week when I talked about the helmet of salvation protecting us, so does the belt of truth. And just like that scripture in John says, the truth will set us free. My hope is that you take the time to stop, to pray, to sit quietly and have the Holy Spirit show you, I don't know, maybe when you didn't put that belt of truth on and how it would have or could have changed your life in those instances if you had. How would it have changed your relationships and your walk with God? Because even though you can't change the past, you can learn from it. From it. So if you think about it, if you had known truth in certain situations, the, the, the truth of who other people were, the truth of, of who you are, the truth of who the Lord is, how would it have changed so learn from that. I mean, I can look back and see times that I didn't even know about the belt of truth and, and times I just didn't pick it up when I didn't know about it. I, I didn't see truth from lies because I didn't wrap myself in truth. I didn't allow it to be at the core of who I was. Not being girded with the truth makes it easier to lie to myself and to other people and easier to accept lies and somehow justify them. Oh, like even if we lie um, in what we would call little lies, right? Which there is no such thing. But hey, oh, your hair looks nice, even though you thought it looked crazy. Or sorry, I already turned that paper in. Not sure why you didn't receive it yet, knowing all the while you forgot to do it. Or, oh, the head cook broke his foot, even though he's in the kitchen blasting rock music and drinking a beer. And not using that belt of truth, keep truth, <clears throat> excuse me, not using that belt of truth keeps us from protecting ourselves against the lies that the world or other people or evil want to throw at us on a daily basis. Like, oh, you're not good enough, or you might as well give up. Oh, it's okay to lie this time. Oh, don't worry about cheating. Everyone does it. Or you'll never be good enough unless you have more money. Or you might as well have an affair. You know, your spouse is going to at some point anyhow. Or come on, you can move ahead if you go drinking with the boss. Don't worry, no one will know you plagiarized that. Or or don't believe Revelation. That's just fairy tales. And the biggest lie of all that comes at us, Jesus didn't die for you. Jesus doesn't love you. You have nothing good in life to live for. You will never be loved or accepted. All lies. But if we know what the truth is, then we'll know what untruth is. So we need to immerse ourselves in truth 
So my hope and prayer for us all today is that we continue to be open to the gift of the armor of God and learn how to use it on a daily basis. So as we continue on this journey over, I don't know how long it's going to take me to go through the armor of God. I'll have some breaks in here, but I felt feel so compelled to share with you about the armor of God and, and some of my experiences uh, about it and some insights that God gave me. So I hope you'll um, continue this journey with me. And um, in a few more episodes, hopefully we'll go through the whole armor of God. And I thank you for tuning in for it. I thank you for hanging in here with me. Uh, I thank you for downloading my podcast, by the way, and for going on out to womaninspired.com to check out my other podcast, Inspired Whispers. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know who you are, but God does. And I will keep you in my prayers. Blessings and have a terrific week.